This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10! 5! Touchdown Bullpup! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and the man who was glued to his TV last night on ABC watching The Bachelorette in the Fantasy Suites episode, Mr. Steve Sell. I think I was glued to my TV watching the Royals actually win a game is what I was glued to my set for. Steve, I actually think you would have enjoyed the Fantasy Suites episode. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of emotion. It, it was getting interesting. I don't care. <laughs> you know I don't care. Would you rather talk about football today? I would love to talk about football because we got an authority here on football. Yeah. Well, in your sell on sports column yesterday, Steve, you, you kind of got me excited because you're saying, how can I wait until September 6th? It feels like it's such a long time away when the high school football season begins. So I felt like I would make you feel a little bit better, and we would bring in McPherson I football coach <laughs> Jace Pavlovich to make you feel a little bit better. I think... Coach Pav, you and Steve are in the same boat. We that are. You're, that you're waiting on September 6th right now. Well, we, we, we've been working all summer, and, and we're pretty excited about where we're at. And, yes, definitely ready to get going. Well, you had a great weekend up in Kansas City. You played in the 7-on-7 seven -seven tournament at Blue mm -hmm. Valley, which I know that you all have played in for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And I went back and looked at what your record was in that tournament last year with a lot of the same teams. And with your skill guys, one of the best skill guy classes that you've had in a long time, and you went two and three last yeah. year. This year, you go four and three. You pick up some wins over some really big programs, and it sounded like overall it was just a very good weekend for you guys in Kansas City. It was. Uh, you know, it's 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 not real football. Um, that's the first thing we make sure kids understand because you know having success in something like that in a setting like that doesn't guarantee that you're going to have success in the fall. However. It does help. Uh, you know, we got our quarterbacks in pressure situations making throws, and you know, like I said uh, earlier, rotating three of them, no less, through uh, was, was pretty incredible. But, but just, just to see our guys compete with the likes of the Blue Valleys and the Blue Valley Norths and the Olathe Souths, was, it was great to see. And what people have to realize, you're replacing one of the all-time great passers mm -hmm. in McPherson Eye history, the all-time leading rusher, one of the most prolific – receivers in school history you just don't do that overnight but it looks like you have got some replacements ready uh maybe maybe not quite to the caliber of those guys were last year but they have the potential to do some really great things well there's no question our receiving core you know from top to bottom is pretty solid 
now we're we're going to have to rely on some sophomores to get things done. They're capable, um, but there's going to be some growing pains along the way. You know, just uh, just like we've had in the past, my first year, you know, starting eight sophomores, made made some silly mistakes and and uh, uh, such that cost us. But well, we we we're running out quite a few sophomores, you know, offensively, and and uh, they they can they can do it. Uh, it's just a matter of getting those guys matured, and and they are. You know, they're coming in the weight room, they're working hard, they're buying into the program, and they're making plays as a result. So it's a lot of fun to watch. I know one of the guys that stood out to you this weekend and I think is starting to catch a lot more attention is Jacob File. And I know that one of the quotes that you had is just saying that nobody can touch or stop him. And Mm -hmm. I started to think about it and I remembered back to when you guys had the scrimmage with Hayes and they came out on the Friday night and then Clay Mm -hmm. Center was here the next morning. And I thought, and I went, I don't really remember him ever being tackled or touched. And Mm -hmm. then I thought back to last year and I went, well... He wasn't really ever tackled. He scored on 50-yard touchdowns over and over again. Right. And I think that we're going to see a guy this fall who is so elusive and is so good at making people miss, and it helps that he's very strong, and it helps that he's five foot six. but mm-hmm. Jacob File, I think, is the name that is really starting to make its rounds around right now. Well, it should. You know, if, if we... You know, Jace Kinnaman was arguably the best tailback we've ever had in McPherson football history. His numbers show it. Um, he could do everything. You know, unfortunately for File, he was he was behind Jace for, for two years, really. And we, we knew that we had something special. But, um, you know, going into last season, you know, giving him the few carries that he got. And then now, you know, we, we know he's incredible. We know he's amazing. But this summer – what he has done to to opposing defenses and offenses with him at corner as well, I, I just I, I can't even explain some of the things that he does to people. It's it's just incredible. I love to watch him. In fact, I don't think the bullpups. You know, I've covered this will be forty one years. I got to go back to my first year when Vaughn Birch. I don't know if you know Vaughn. Vaughn's you know he's lived here his whole life. Uh, Vaughn was coming off a junior year in which he uh, rushed for about 1,300 yards, even though he only started about half the games because they had two really dynamic tailbacks back mm-hmm. then. Vaughn was going to be a senior, uh, hurt his knee, played a couple games, but the knee just didn't respond, had to end up sitting out the year. But he was the same type, very smallish back, mm-hmm. very elusive. But we haven't had that tiny but strong elusive back in a long time. It's been a while. You know, you, you go back to the, to the Kevin O'Connor era, um, he reminds me a lot of Kevin O'Connor, yeah. his, his elusiveness. And, and, and the thing that Jacob brings to the table, though, is, you know, that five-yard burst. He doesn't need much daylight, but once he gets that daylight, he's gone. And, you know, what we've kind of toyed around with this summer is, is putting him, splitting him out in a no-back situation, and he's one of our best receivers automatically. He's, he's just a, he's a great route runner. He has it instinctually. And and uh, we're going to give him the ball in, in a variety of different ways. And one thing you've talked about is the depth at running back. You know, mm-hmm. as much as we've talked about Jacob File, you got some other guys back there. Mm-hmm. If you want to give him a couple series off, you know, so he can just play defense, uh, you feel pretty good about your other running backs. Well, you know, Matt Ramey, uh, transfer that moved in from uh, Inman. Uh, he's always, I guess, he's lived here in McPherson, and and uh, he's he's a tremendous player. He's a hard worker. He's exactly what you want. In a football player, we got Sky Schreiner, who who may be, end up being the next Jacob File. You know, the kid is electric as well. Um, 
And then we got Neil Raymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil's Neil's one of those tough runners, and and uh, he's going to be <laughs> incredible as well. So, yeah, you know, really, we we've got those four guys among some others. You know, Jake Houghton too. He's one of those guys. Yeah, he came on real strong bang. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you could argue we could put five guys out there at any given moment. And the nice thing was the Neil Raymonds and the Houghtons and 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 even Shriner at the end of the year. Those guys got to play a lot of varsity yeah. minutes because you're starters only played about a half and and people don't realize just how valuable even even in a granted it was in a what 48 to nothing or 55 mm-hmm. nothing game just being on the field and getting those reps under friday night lights yeah. that really makes a big difference no question our our guys our guys are already battle tested they they know what what the situation is like they know what it's like out there on a friday night uh and and honestly you know in addition to getting on the field you know, looking at going to the state semifinals for two years in a row now, you know, we, we get all those extra practices in, uh, which which helps tremendously as well. The one thing that I'm starting to watch with this senior class that you have going here, and you've said it for about the last three or four senior classes, that this is the best senior class mm-hmm. or the winningest or mm-hmm. just the deepest senior class that you've had. And we said that in 2017. We said it last year. But the thing that makes this senior group very interesting is that I think you have a lot of guys on this team that not only will be college football players, but I think will be very good college football Mm -hmm. players at big schools. Mm -hmm. And last year you had six different guys that were able to sign to continue to play college football or continue to play football at the college level. But when you throw in guys like Cody Stuffelbean, who is going to be in the Power Five at Kansas State, you throw in a guy like Mason Thrash, who is probably going to start picking up a ton of offers here very soon after qualifying for this All-American game. You throw in a Caleb Hoppus, you throw in a Jacob File, mm-hmm. that this is a very deep senior class. And I don't know if everybody has caught on to that yet either at the amount of success that this group has a chance to have. Well, you know, you look at uh, Gottwald as well yeah. you know, as a free safety out there. I think I think he could, he could make himself into a really good college football player. And of course, Matt Ramey, you know, is another example. There's there's plenty of guys that that if they want to continue to play college football, uh, they have the ability to do so, and that's it's it's a credit to to our overall program, you know, uh, including parents that uh, get make sure that it's a priority for kids to get in the weight room. Uh, maybe they understand that okay, well, my son may not play or be the star as a sophomore or junior. They're gonna have to buy their time, but by that by that senior uh, by that senior season, they get a chance and. And this has really helped us, you know, do what we've done over the last uh, five years. Really. And it's been kind of interesting because you look back at some of the, you know, class, you take a class, when they were in like seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. they lost three or four games. Mm-hmm. But then when you put them together, it just shows the compliment, the compliment factor. Uh, you know, one class was probably good in one area, but it didn't have one particular area. The class behind it had that. Yeah. particular skill that was needed it's it's the classes combining together it's what made this program great because i think what was it uh i want to say jace kenneman's uh class i think mm-hmm. in the eighth grade they were like four and three i think or three and four or something like yeah, that. yeah they didn't have a winning record i know but that's that's exactly right when you start adding classes into the mix and you know we're, we're looking at it right now i know that in the seventh grade bunch uh that are they're going to be seventh graders you know they they don't have a whole lot of skill players right now they do have some um but they complement the eighth grade class 
very well. So, you know, we look at it all the way down to third and oh, fourth of grade football yeah. and, and try and figure out, okay, well, what are we, what are we going to be working with in the future? And, and, uh, you know, go from there. But, you know, a prime example of that is our junior classes. Uh, there's a lot of bigs. There's a lot of guys that, uh, that uh, big bodied guys that'll battle in the trenches and the sophomore class, we have some bigs, but they're, it's just loaded with skill players. Mm-hmm. So you're exactly right. You know, when, when teams or when grades start to complement one another, it really helps. And that's why people, if your team in the seventh grade goes four and three, mm-hmm. don't panic because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, their time will come. And yeah. they've been, uh, you know, m- meshing together. And we've really, since, since Tom Young in 2006, mm-hmm. it has been quite – we're looking at 14 years now, basically 14 football seasons where everything's meshing together mm-hmm. really, really well. Yeah, it's, we've been pretty lucky. Our fans are lucky. Our community is lucky. We're lucky to coach these kids. But our kids are also pretty lucky to have the support that we have. So there's a good thing going here. Um, it's it's pretty rare that you could put a 14-year run together like we've done. Especially um, when you look at the history of the program. got to remember when I got here uh, in 79 – We'd have a couple good years here and there, but then we got to the 90s, and that was the Siberia of McPherson High <laughs> football. I think we won 28% of our games. Yeah. Well, I've and, got the number in front of me here, Steve. Yeah. So when you go record by decade, mm-hmm. and you can look at some of the other decades, and we're approaching the end of this one, but in the 90s, there were 28 wins. There were 25 in the 60s, 27 in the 40s. You want to know how many games this program has won in the 2010s? 73. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the next best was 50, and that was in the 2000s. So mm-hmm. really only the back five years of that decade were very good, but it's just incredible the amount of success that this program has had over the last decade and a half. Well, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you go out around the state uh, and, and people are like, well, you know, you're turning McPherson into a, a football school now. It's been such a big basketball school. And my answer to them is that's already happened. It's, and it's not, it's not a football school or a basketball school. If you're an athlete, this is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, my response to those folks is, uh, you know, it's, it's already – uh, we, we've been doing this for a long time. Now we just got to get over the hump. But, but uh, we've been successful for a long time, and it's been, it's been a fun run. I think I showed you some of the numbers. I know I've shown Steve, but I put together this big Excel spreadsheet that was tracking all the wins from the 6A, 5A, and 4A schools over the last three years. Mm -hmm. And when you put together the top five teams for the number of wins over the last three years, you're only behind about four programs, one of them being Bishop Miege, Mm -hmm. one of them being Derby, one of them being tied with St. Thomas Aquinas, the other one, I think, was Bishop Carroll that's in that mix. Mm-hmm. And whenever you can put yourself into that list of people, you know you're doing something right. And that is the thing that I think people maybe haven't caught on yet, that this is not a, a quick little run. It took a lot of time to get here. And now you're at this point where there's a lot of wins on the table for you. There, there are. And, and you know, we're, we're pretty fortunate to be in the situation that we're in. And, and being mentioned with programs like that is, is it's incredible. Um, but you know, the secret is out, you know, we used to go to this blue Valley tournament and, uh, people were thinking, no, who, who are these guys? They're a bunch of country bumpkins from the West. And, Mm -hmm. and we've been doing it for a long time and it's, it's a lot of fun to be a part of, but again, it's, it's one of those things where it starts in third grade 
we have a pretty good, actually we have a tremendous youth football program and these youth football coaches donate a bunch of their time and, and make sure kids are having fun and staying out for football and keeping the numbers up. I know last year in our league with youth football, we were the only community that boasted uh, an increase in numbers. Uh, everyone else's numbers went down. So, you know, there's, there's so many things going in our favor right now. We just got to keep the ball rolling. It's a very exciting time to mm-hmm. be a part of Bullpup Football, and we're looking forward to what's going to be a very fun year this fall. When we come back, I want to talk about your team this upcoming fall. And we were you had you were in here about a month ago when mm-hmm. we were trying to break down some positions, but didn't really have the time. And so I want to go through that a little bit okay. with you here and, and what this fall could look like for the 2019 Bullpups. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Joined in studio this afternoon by McPherson High football coach Chase Pavlovich as we are getting closer and closer and closer to the upcoming football season, and it feels like it's still a long way away, but you're starting to get your picture together for what this fall is going to look like, whether it's your personnel, you already know what your schedule is going to look like, and I'm sure you're starting to have some meetings with all of your staff, but we're getting close, and I know that the question that always hangs around in everybody's mind is, who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to be the quarterback? And I don't think that you all are sitting around worried about that and and trying to scratch your head and go, who's it going to be? But you do have three very good options for who could be a quarterback for you this year. We we really do. We have three guys that that I feel like we, we could put in the game at any time. Um, so, you know, we our, our quarterback run game, as I said before, is going to be wide open. You know, we we've pulled off on our quarterback run game a lot because we're not sure if we have a number two, let alone a number three that could come in and command the game. But 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 we do. Uh, so we are giving the guys equal reps right now. Uh, once we report to camp after that first week, we'll, we'll start to narrow it down just a little bit. Um, keeping in mind that all three are still going to get practice reps and invaluable practice reps, because I have a feeling that we're going to need all three and, uh, and that's okay. Um, all three guys are deserving of being a starting quarterback for, for our program. They've done everything that they, they should do to, to get to that position. So we're, we're going to continue uh, to, to develop them. As of right now, they're still all t- taking equal reps. Uh, but like I said, after that first week, we'll, we'll probably go, um, go down to two, and then we'll sprinkle in some reps for the number three here and there. And they all have their own particular strengths. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you look at it, uh, Caleb Hoppus uh, – Last year, I'd, I'd watch him warm up. I knew he, he wasn't going to play, mm-hmm. but he, you know, he'd still throw some balls in in practice and before the game. He throws just an absolute pretty ball. Mm-hmm. But his strength is running. Yeah, I mean, he is he is solid. What is he? Two hundred and five pounds, probably. Yeah, big strong kid. They don't want to get in the way of him. No, and then no, you no. look at Dylan Rinker. He can fling it all over the ballpark. I mm-hmm. mean, he can throw it. He's got a great arm. Aiden Hoover's kind of a combination of the two, mm-hmm. uh, thrower and runner. So, uh, mm-hmm. like I say, each one of them just 
kind of has their own strengths. It just kind of depends, maybe depending on who you play, what the game plan is going to be. If you're going to run the ball more, you know, you might go with one. And mm-hmm. if you want to throw it more, you go with another one. But it's it's a nice problem to have. It is. You know, we, you know, and, and it goes all the way back to 06 and, and a lot of the lessons that I learned from Tom. Um, you know, a lot of people say you got to go with one guy and, and stick with one guy. And, and there's, there's, there's some validity to that. There's no question. Um, but, but, you know, in our situation where we're at right now, you know, we may be able to put some packages together to get some guys out on the field and, and do some things because as I said before, uh, they're all deserving of, of playing time and they're all deserving and that their teammates trust them, uh, with the ball in their hands. So yeah, we're going to have to get creative. Uh, but, but it is a great problem to have, you know, we're, um, we're in the situation right now where they do bring something different a little bit to the table, and, and uh, we got to promote those strengths best we can. And every year, the big question mark, well, at least in the past, has always been the offensive mm-hmm. line because mm-hmm. it seems like you're um, – one thing about McFirst and I, you're tr- senior tradition, traditionally rich, you're seniors right. in offensive line. This year you actually have two uh, starters back in the offensive line, which is kind of, you know, there's a lot of years you've had to replace all five, mm-hmm. but this year you only have to replace three because you got two guys who are going to be about as good as anybody around. Yeah. Uh, to, you got Courtney Craig and then uh, Jonas Scott. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got two really good building blocks to start with. Well, it does. It, you're exactly right. It starts with those guys. Those guys are, they're mean, they're nasty, uh, they're technique oriented. You know, Coach Corcoran's done a great job with them. But you're right. It's been one of those things where we have recycled and brought new guys in every single year because that's that's a that's a man's game up front there, and it's it's really hard for a sophomore to step in and uh, play well. And, you know, Jonah did it last year, and he did a tremendous job. We may have another sophomore this year, and Braxton Bailey that steps in and 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 uh, does a good job too. He's he's at two seventy right I was gonna now. I to say one thing we saw this summer in your team camp. You're big. You got some we, big we, dudes. We do. We have some size. Um, now you, you got to understand. You know, putting five guys together that mesh well and uh, and work together is pretty difficult. And you know, most teams can't do that. I think we got a chance to do that. Um, but you know, in all reality, we're talking about five positions. But we need about eight guys to count on. Um, and right now, you know, I, I would say, you know, honestly, we got six that, that uh, I really trust completely up front. Um, two of the guys, uh, they're capable of doing it, but they've been um, uh, less than motivated in the weight room this summer. Attendance hasn't been very good, um, to be honest with you, and, and uh, that needs to change. If that changes tomorrow, you know, my, my tune a month from now could be a little bit different. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we have guys, there's no question, and we are big. Um, so I could see us reverting back to, you know, what, what, what we did in the past with, well, the year you uh, had Colin Payson French Hoover. and Garrett Larson, well, yeah, those that, guys. That, that line was huge that mm-hmm. year. That was a tremendous offensive line. My, my second year as head coach, when, uh, when Case and Hoover was our quarterback, we ran zone read 90% of the time. And, and, uh, there's, there's nothing better than that. And if we can get back to that, I, I, I'd really like to, and, and I think we can. On the defensive side of the ball. I think we've said this the last couple of years, but I don't know if we can necessarily point out which is the strongest part of this Mm -hmm. defense, whether it's the D-line, whether it's the linebacking core, whether it's the secondary, because you return very important people at every single one of those groups, and then the guys that you've got coming up that weren't starters last year are very good. Mm -hmm. I think if I was going to pick the strongest part right now, 
I would say the linebackers because you have three that are back that have played a ton of snaps mm-hmm. and you know three guys that are just bulldogs in there. But it's close yeah. with, with your race with all three of those spots. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree with you. You know, I, I really like our linebacking core. You've, if you look back at the history of McPherson football here, or at least after, you know, look at the 14 years that I've been here, I'm not sure we've had a better linebacking core. You know, we, we've had some really good ones. These guys can play. However, uh, our interior line is a question mark. Um, we got guys that, uh, you know, Ryder Peterson up front, uh, Drew Hankin up front. Both those guys are really good football players, and they're fully capable. But they have to prove themselves, you know, in a full game setting on a Friday night. And they've yet to do that, uh, and they haven't had a chance. But uh, they're going to get on the bus, you know, going up south, and, and, you know, I feel pretty confident in their abilities. But it all starts up front with those two interior guys. If if they're not getting it done, then our linebacking core is going to have two, three offensive linemen on them right Well, there's away. no question about your DNs, though. you got the maybe mm-hmm. the best DN, probably the best DN in Class 4A and Cody Stuffelbein, mm-hmm. a K-State commit. And I think uh, you're kind of looking maybe – uh, Matt Ramey, Matt Ramey from Inman, the uh, transfer. You got, I think, Jonah Jonah Clark. Jonah Clark. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got some really top-notch candidates at defensive end. We do. Uh, there's no question. Uh, with our with our secondary as well, you know, feel really good about them. There's going to be some young guys. You know, they'll have to step in at corner, whether it's a Jaden Dukes uh, or Sky Schreiner. There's some younger guys out there that are going to have to be able to play. Um, but but they're athletic enough, and you know, this last weekend they they proved that they they belong out there. Going back to the offensive side of the ball, we talked a little bit about running backs, but wide receiver, mm-hmm. you have a lot of guys that you will have a chance to use. Mm-hmm. But I think that the two names that really stand out in your passing game to where the offense is going to go through them. Number one. Aaron Powell, who made a ton of big plays for you guys last year and really at the end of the year became a deep ball threat. And then a guy that you didn't really get to use last year but might have been one of the best tight ends in the state in Cody Steffelbean. I think the guy caught five passes last year. And if you would have needed him, could have caught 80. I think your offense goes through those two guys in the passing. Mason Thrash is another tight end candidate. Yep, yep. There's no question. Uh you know, another guy to throw into the mix this uh, this summer from what we've seen is Jaden Dukes. Yeah. Uh, Jaden had to step in, and Aaron was battling uh, an illness throughout camp, and he didn't play. And Jaden stepped in and, and did a tremendous job. He made some catches out there that uh, kind of reminded me of Gabe Hoover. You know, the, the kid is a very good athlete. If he continues to work – you know, he's going to have a chance to play on and, and uh, have a great career in college as well. And so, Trey Buckby, too. We haven't mentioned Trey, him. Yeah, Trey. Six, big three tall. or four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Trey right now is just incredible. He's he's worked hard to master his craft. He's there's Like I said before, they're sophomores. There's going to be some growing pains, but uh, they're getting better and better every day. I just got a, you know, I got a text from uh, Sean Gearing the other day. He said, my goodness, your, your guys are wearing out my grass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they're always out there throwing and catching and working on their craft. So, you know, and, and, and we've, we've gone to some five-man protection stuff as well. Spent some time with Fort Hayes. Spent some time with uh, Coach Fiscus at Matt College. Uh, we're going to get the back out a lot in our passing game. And, and with Jacob File and with those other four guys that I mentioned before, you know, they're going to get quite a few catches too. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll preview a little bit about what you've got coming up for the rest of the summer mm-hmm. and then what you've got coming up and, and you when 
training camp begins and when everything really gets rolling. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Joined in studio again here this afternoon by McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich. So you've got a little bit of time before things really get going. This is kind of that dead period for you before mm-hmm. you get back on, back into the routine of going to school. You get back into practice. So what's the first day that you all will be able to have a normal practice? I know you won't be able to go pads for a few days, but when does everything get going? Well, we uh, we start the 19th of August. Uh, now, the, the good thing about that is we're going to start school, what is that, the 13th. So we're going to have three or four days to, to be around kids before we can actually start practice, uh, which I like that. You can go in the hallways and recruit some more kids and, and make sure that uh, uh, kids are, are testing and doing things they need, need to be doing. So, you know, August 19th, we, we light it up. Um, Got, got a lot going on here leading up to that. This Saturday, of course, we have our um, football golf tournament that uh, we always have a great time with. And you still need some spots open in there? Oh, yeah. We, we have, I think, four or five spots open. So um, if you're listening and you like to play golf and support our program, we, we'd love to see you. That starts at 8 a.m. Unfortunately, Steve and I can't because I will be officiating a wedding this weekend. Oh. <laughs> I would have loved to have been there. The Reverend Jim. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just finished up seminary school, so I, you know, I, I, I can't, Online, I can't get course, out right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I know that we'll be able to be in the Booster Club one coming up here in sure. a few weeks. But if, mm-hmm. if anybody does want to get in last minute, what's the contact information uh, just for have you? Them, just have, him, uh, have them contact me. My phone number is 620-755-4329. And uh, just let me know you like a team, and, and we'll get you in there for sure. But it's always a good time. We've got plenty of prizes. Uh, some great food and some great times. And then the other thing that is going to happen this preseason as well, and some of you might be thinking, oh, August 19th seems late. But remember, Mm -hmm. we're kind of pushed back about a a week this year than normal, but you have your jamboree coming up on the 31st of August, which is that Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is when you're going to start to get the feeling for real game time speed. And I know it won't be full-on contact and Mm -hmm. just like a normal game, but I think that's a great thing that the state has put in in order to give you a chance to simulate some of that contact early. It is. It is. It, it's going to be a team camp setting. Uh, we'll be with Valley Center and Newton. Uh, but it is. It's, it, the only negative that's going to come out of this is that we have to do it on a Saturday morning. Um, that Saturday morning is, is a big morning for us because, you know, we play Salina South in six days. Um, so that puts us behind the eight ball. You know, in the future, we'd like to get that done on a Friday night. Um, but we have a you know our, our fall sports fall preview. preview right that night. Um, in the future, we'd like to get that on a Friday so our kids can get time uh, to recover and and be ready for game one. Um, but it is it's going to be it's going to be a great experience for us. It's going to be varsity on varsity, and we'll see you know what we need to work on. It's an exciting time. No Steve's question. ready. Oh, I can't wait. No I'm no ready. Question. I think you're ready. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be a fun fall. 
and it's a chance to make it back to a state semifinal for the third consecutive year and hopefully take that leap into the great unknown. That's exactly right. Well, we enjoyed having you in here today. And, of course, you're always ready to give your time and promote you your guys. Yeah, I and love talking about my guys. It's a lot of fun. Steve, tomorrow on the show, we get another one of his guys, Treg Fall. Oh, yeah. He's coming in oh, to preview boy. the Open Championship. British Open. <laughs> is he playing in the football golf tournament this weekend? Well, it, it, it depends. You know, his his wife is due at any moment. So um, if the football gods, you know, shine upon us, then he'll be playing Saturday. And he'll shoot a 62. There, there you go. We <laughs> By himself. That. Yeah. He doesn't need any help shooting any lower than that. If not, family's rather important. So uh, I'm sure he'll be, be doing more important things. Well, we'll wrap up today's show for McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich and Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.